previously on Lost. Let's do it right now. Let's just take some time out of the pod right now. Talk about that piece of shit, Nathan Fillion. The, the priest is like, and he said his favorite thing about you is uh, what you see is what you get. And he loves your honesty. <laughs> and his second favorite thing about you is that you never killed your stepdad and went on the lamp. Shepard wasn't even on Jacob's list. So that is the first mention of Jacob. When people talk about season three and when they talk about these first six episodes, they oftentimes refer to them as the six episodes we spend in the, in the bear cages. You know, they say they're not really going to have a funeral. They end up, they end up doing a little one with Nikki and Paolo there. Echo's, yeah. Echo's best friends. Echo's best friends and ours, Nikki and Paolo. I've been, I've been down this weird rabbit hole with this podcast about this, like, really cringy mid-2000s early internet critic called the Nostalgia Critic. I know of the Nostalgia Critic. I don't know much about him. The Nostalgia Critic is pre-Cinema Sins. It's like the very clear precursor to that. Mm -hmm. Real quick, what's the name of the podcast? Oh, it's called Get Cynical. Uh, it's like an offshoot of this show where uh, this uh, guy recaps Family Guy, which okay. I, have, I have not listened to the main show. I've heard of those good old-fashioned values. Yeah, yeah, it's that. To paint the picture better, he is your completely prototypical uh, knights who say knee quoter. <laughs> okay. He do, he does like cinema sin shit with movies and these awful parodies, and he also has made a few feature films, just kind of with the other critics that signed on to his website, and they expose like how idiotic he really is about movies in a way that is a lot like the Greg Turkington character in On Cinema. Okay. So that's been a weird fucking rabbit hole, but it was very, it was gratifying that I could just tentatively be, be like, Sam, have you ever heard of Doug Walker? And he's like, oh, the Nostalgia Critic? And he already knew like <laughs> three of his most like cringy uh, videos. I didn't really watch these type of things during the heart of the pandemic, but I've been lately very into just watching compilations of public mask freakouts. Um... <laughs> That's a really funny activity. Which, it's just like, it is truly like a defining type. The, the, the Karens are okay. Like, I know people love to talk about the Karens. I find the guys who do this actually to be much more interesting mm -hmm. because they are a certain category of guy that I like to call the citizen's arrest guy. Yes. The guy who, like, if he, he thinks that, like, citizen's arrest is a real thing and that he can just, like, oh, I'll do a citizen's arrest, no problem. Like, <laughs> that guy, you know, and it, 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 there's some crossover with, you know, the, the Blue Lives Matter guy who was never a cop and, uh, and yeah. all that. You know, a lot of these guys are the type of guys who fail out of the police academy for somehow being too stupid to be a cop. So the, the, the most of these are about people who refuse to put on the mask. Occasionally you'll get one of someone like clearly freaking out about a mask that, that that's not warranted. But yeah. you know, most of these are people, you know, saying, you know, uh, you know, you know, they, they come in and as soon as someone approaches them, they just go medical exemption, medical exemption. <laughs> then you are breaking the HIPAA statue. <laughs> and uh, 
And then obviously whenever someone will come over and like, okay, you have to leave our store and they'll like barely touch them and they start screaming about assault. And then in one that actually did lead to the guy attempting to put the store manager under citizen's arrest. Oh my um, God. And when he was like, okay, I'm leaving. He was like, no, you are in custody. You are not allowed to leave, sir. <laughs> <laughs> so no, very, very fun rabbit hole for me. Just like, and the next out over, blah, 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 blah. We should probably go back to fucking lockdown with the way things are going. Like, having gotten out of that, like, real heart of, of the pandemic, going back and watching those videos from, like, July 2020 through, uh, like, March 2021 is very fun for me. This will maybe skip us right uh, into Lost, which is just as well. But uh, when Jack made Kate retell that story oh um, yeah i didn't even remember that story that that was from one of the early episodes it's, yeah it's, it's from the pilot yeah when she's, yeah okay when she's sewing up his wound the beginning of the pandemic may as well be yesterday to me okay in the sense that <laughs> it's just like it's felt like just a never-ending like present and recuperating from this from the accident for the last like you know nearly two months has not helped that but thinking back to the beginning of Lost feels so long ago. <laughs> like, yeah, so, so long ago in a way that feels starkly different to me. Uh, so this was, uh, as real quick, um, this episode, as we talked about last week, was like the set the mid-season premiere after a, a long break. So we had a lot of expectations coming in. Um, but what I was going to say before was that like this show has a way of it changes so much that you sort of just like look up and you're like, oh my god! Like, remember when like the big plot was Charlie lighting a fire? Like, yeah, yeah. Forever ago, that's a completely different show we were watching. And truly, when we were doing like, we'll get to it later, but like the Clockwork Orange bit in this, it was yeah. another moment of like, oh my god, how did we get here? <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, so like I said, this was an episode with a lot of expectations. It was the first flashback episode uh, for one of our new characters introduced in season three. Getting a better picture of her. Uh, do you still think she's compelling, or uh, what, what are you thinking about Juliet now? Yeah, I don't. I don't feel like I know too much more that really interests me about Juliet's character. Okay. Even though we're closer to answering the question of what she's so ruthless about, or you know, it seems like we have. A pretty clear answer, even if not uh, every detail uh, filled in. It's funny, I was thinking back to your comment about the way Lost fans refer to the mini season at the beginning of three as, you know, the time we spend in the bear cages. Yeah. It, it, honestly, this episode, it felt like like always I am trapped in the bear cages. <laughs> maybe the maybe the bear cages are ideology. And, you know, the moment I feel like I have escaped the bear cages is the moment I am most trapped in yeah. the bear cages. <laughs> the mid-season or, you know, the small break that happened after six, uh, I, I expected it to be more eventful but we're just kind of still continuing that plot and i think the reason i feel that so strongly is there just not a hint of of uh beach losties this was all on hydra island yeah this is like part two of idea yeah. you know 
it's it's a two part episode, and I think that you kind of feel, even though there's a lot of action, obviously, some of it just feels superfluous, and it, the plot doesn't quite advance as much as you may be hoping for. But on the other hand, they've got a season of television to make, so yeah, yes. Um, all right, so we basically have uh two real storylines because everything on the island is is pretty connected. Um, so why don't we talk about the flashback first, and then we'll talk about the island. All right. All right. Um, so Juliet, you know, I kind of actually, it's kind of, I guess it's sort of, uh, old hat, but I kind of like the way they, you know, dare us to see, you know, how much Juliet has changed in the three years since we find out she's been on the island, you know, mm-hmm. we're used to Juliet as this badass, like, ass kicker, and then she's, like, fucking, like, uh, comically timid in the, in the flashback like almost to the point where you're like this is impossible like this person yeah hasn't just like going to an island not curing this person's personality yeah well I, w- I was about to say you know when her husband edmund burke yeah which fuck god damn. stupid <laughs> character name but yeah very fun performance by uh Joko Ivanek. When he gives that line, which is impossible to believe, it's like, hey, Juliet, why don't you turn off the light? Like, so... <laughs> turn off the light on your way out. Uh, and she just kind of, like, smiles and says yes. I could see there that, you know, that's her just kind of strategically kind of, like, getting out uh, without, you know, hopefully not being found out uh, stealing the serum for her sister. But... There was that moment later where, you know, she's kind of offered the job by the shadowy Portland organization. And yep. and she just goes, oh, you, you got the wrong person. You don't you don't really understand me. Yeah, that was a moment of like arch timidity. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about uh, real quick. The Middleos bioscience. Fun little fact you may have read. Middleos is an anagram. For for lost time. <laughs> nice. So just just you know, just putting that out there. That was one of those things that like if you were cool in the fandom, you knew that. Now which which company is that? Is that the one that tries to hire her away or is that Burke's company? The one that is apparently some sort of front for the others. Yeah. Um and you meet you meet Richard Alpert, who is a new character. Mm-hmm. And he's not a main character or anything, but he's one someone to you know you'll you'll be on the lookout for those eyeliner fit that eyeliner face later in later in the series. All right. Well, so I was looking back or like I was skipping around in this episode right before we started, and there's mm-hmm. that initial scene where you see Mopather in yep. the hallway passing her. Um, remind me, is that is she? apparently on hydra island by then that is that is a flashback she is i think that the implication is that ethan was like watching her for okay midlows slash the others like he was tracking her you know that actually brings us to something which is the whole idea that the others can get off the island very true yeah you know ethan was off the island recruiting juliet and we know that he is an other on the island that points to the explosion of the hatch and the loss of the electro electromagnetic 
tech or whatever was going on there uh, was a significant break for them. You know, of course, yeah. we learned this episode that that prompted the whole uh, they're needing to. Wait, no, they did need to grab Jack before that. Yeah, I think that I don't. I think they they needed to grab Jack already. I think that the it just means they can't follow through on their promise to send him home. At least not. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, now that I. I'm a Deadwood head. I uh, okay. recognize uh, Juliet's sister as uh, Calamity Jane. So, oh, there you go. She's great on that show. I I think I might. I'm gonna need a little bit of a less serious show for a little bit after Sopranos. Um, but I think I might put Deadwood on my list for soon after that. Yeah, it's it's great, but it's yeah, it's 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 not the most like casual fun viewing. Anyway, uh, Juliet, you know, despite her timid personality, we also find out in this episode that she's like, this is like Nobel-worthy work, it seems like, you know, like impregnating mm-hmm. male field mice. And... A little, uh, what's what's the uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger movie? Uh, Mr. Junior. I was about to say, like, Mr. Kindergarten Cop. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay, a different so, one. So you got Kindergarten Cop. Yeah. Which is where he is the cop assigned. I don't. I think he's assigned to a kindergarten, <laughs> and he is like, not pregnant. In that one very not much not. In that one. Then you've got Junior, which is the one where Arnold Schwarzenegger gets pregnant. Um, I think that by <laughs> movies saying that, used to be so good. I think that when you said Mister, you may have been bringing in Mister Mom, which is yes, a yes. 1983 movie. I forgot who would start this one. It is Michael Keaton. Stars in that one. As I can always depend on you to uh, decode uh, the pop culture uh, wire crossing. So Michael Keaton plays a furloughed Detroit auto worker who becomes a stay-at-home dad. Okay, um, so he's he's not quite he's not quite on the level of. Uh, sorry, what's the name of the film? Junior. Junior. Yeah. Junior. And uh, that comes from the name that he has given to the baby. I see. Okay. He's gonna call it. He's gonna name it Junior, whether it's a boy or a girl. I mean, obviously, the like number one movie to look through from like a trans cinema lens from the '90s is Ace Ventura, where the entire movie is a violent transphobic attack. Yes. <laughs> um, yes. But I wonder. I wonder what the trans lens is on Junior now. <laughs> if you return to Twitter, do not toss that out there. I, I shan't. I shan't. <laughs> Anyway, uh, so yeah, so she's like a genius. Like, you know, mm-hmm. that, that's sort of an interesting thing to find out that like she's uh, like this incredible doctor. Yeah, and they very much want her tech for an individual case, it seems like. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not going to hazard any guesses, but there was kind of a other's baby in this episode uh who of course is uh russo's daughter that's right i forget the line and exactly what it said but have we just confirmed she's jacob's daughter russo's daughter is uh was fathered by someone off the island because she was she was she was pregnant when she landed well didn't juliet say to her like look you are so-and-so's daughter you think they're gonna let you leave I think it's, I mean, I'm just going to say this for you. She, she's Ben's daughter. Okay. Not, not Jacob. We don't, even, we don't even really know who Jacob is, FYI. Rousseau was pregnant when she landed, so Ben is not her biological father. 
Ah, uh, okay. But we are to we are to believe that he has apparently raised her. Where were we in the flashback? Have we uh, got the me- have we got the Mean Girls bus scene? Oh man, <laughs> the fucking slam! Great yeah. scene. I gotta think the first time I saw that kind of shot done in film was when Regina gets hit in Mean yeah, Girls. Yeah, I think but so. It's it's so familiar by now. Uh, yeah. Because sure, surely I've seen it in other shit. Yeah, when she's speaking to Albert again, you know, they're kind of gaslighting her about it, and she, in that moment, gets gets very paranoid that they that they caused the crash. I think it shows what a good flashback can do at its best. You know, you can you can imagine this as a Twilight Zone single episode where this plot basically happens and it's a study of like this malevolent organization can apparently uh have people uh killed uh but do i even really believe that they caused that you know it's it's good stuff i i I like that i like that moment yeah no it's it's a fun sort of just realization of like just how much power the others seem to have right yeah it seems almost limitless like they could literally get this guy hit by a buck yeah so yeah, and then at the end she, you know, takes the job and we see Ethan there and uh we get the title of the episode where he says we're not quite in Portland. Um and so we are to believe that, you know, this is how Julia got to the island. Um this flashback's a little uneven uh for me, but I think overall I like it because it is sort of a flashback, like you've said before, that really is one of the rare flashbacks that downloads like uh mythology information like we find out a lot about the others in this flashback yeah yeah so i like it i think my slightly deflated sense after this episode was expecting juliet to maybe want something that was more unique than i want to get off the island yeah does that make sense yeah i hear you um i actually kind of liked that as the reveal because i feel like it gives us the sense that like the others are not necessarily like this cult where everyone's true believer you know that like juliet wants to fucking leave yeah she was uh pressed pressed into it uh and you know arguably arguably coerced uh by that display of like uh hey we just had your uh husband fucking killed think of like what what we could do to uh you if you turn us down uh yeah she was uh press ganged uh like like a nigerian child by a by a warlord she is the white lady mr echo (laughs) yes there it is all right let's do the let's do the on island stuff so yeah jack continues to hold ben under medical hostage Mm -hmm. and we get the extended sort of chase scene uh, with Sawyer and Kate and and Alex or so, and I got to say, Loft normally avoids this, but there's some pretty fucking weed and dialogue. In, oh, really? In this, I forget the exact quote, but I think Alex is something like, "Sorry, you want your own room or something like that." It's very, <laughs> it's very like like quippy. I don't know. It it was no no bueno for me. Uh, one of my favorite lines from this episode uh is when juliet is just straight up like you haven't thought this through jack your plan's not going to work like (laughs) if only if only for the previous you know 60 or so episodes anyone on the island could have been that straightforward with jack (laughs) yeah 
in particular? Yes, yes, in that exact language, um, uh, you haven't thought this through. Yeah, when she reveals like that, you know, we're two miles off the main island. Whenever I, yeah. whenever I think about that, do you, do you ever think about like lengths of water, and you're just like, you know, I backstroke and like float that way two miles. Yeah, yeah, I think I could do it. <laughs> I say this, and I, I ask for feedback because you know. You are the more uh, high adventure Boy Scout, and I, so, I think it's I think it's very possible that like that this is a fantasy that I that I would surely drown if I tried to float slash backstroke two miles. Here's here's what I think. If we're talking about like open ocean, no, you and I would both a hundred percent drown. But that's <laughs> like a little that's like a little inlet, right? So the water is still. Mm-hmm. So. I don't know, maybe not now, maybe when I was 20, I think I could have done it. Mm -hmm. You're probably in better shape than me. Um, Pre-accident, I guess. Yeah, yeah, Um, pre-accident. You know, it's funny, not only am I Michael, I am now Edmund Burke, too. Uh, The list list keeps getting better and better. Um, uh, Another great line, uh, you know, we should mention that Mac from uh, Always Sunny is is, a little cameo. Are you, are, you an, are you an Always Sunny fan? No, I know some of the most famous bits, but that that that's a real that's what I should turn to uh, next. Yeah. I feel comedy wise. So, I've watched five or six seasons, and I just like I watched way too much in a row and couldn't keep going and never went back to it. It's I mean it's it's fucking as advertised good in my yeah. opinion. Yeah, um, I've heard it described as kind of the show that every uh, comedian uh, wishes they had written, just like. It's like Seinfeld, but they're all really actually like very bad people. Uh, yeah, because like on Seinfeld, for the most part, they're just like it's you know the last episode as much shit as it gets gets like it's exactly the type of bad people they are. They don't do bad things. They just would never go out of their way to help anybody and are incredibly involved. Whereas yeah. sunny people like actively hurt people. <laughs> <laughs> um. The line. So the other, the other line I loved uh, is, uh, you know, Kate has that moment where she uh, threatens to shoot him in the knee, and mm-hmm. afterward, uh, Sawyer says, "That was a good con. I almost believed you were going to shoot that boy." And it's just like mm-hmm. Sawyer. Every moment of like verbal deception is not a con. Yeah. Like, you got to back off that, buddy. Like if if every white lie is a con, then con loses all meaning. Yeah, uh, this also had a classic lost book drop. Uh, Mac was reading A Brief History of Time by Stephen Hawking. Oh, nice. Uh, and, and, and as you love to point out so often on Lost, there's not actually a literary reference. It's just, this is a book. <laughs> yeah, this is, this is honestly, yeah. If there's a Lost trope that jives with me least, it's got to be this. So that this and the is- philosopher names. This, I feel like, is the ultimate one because they don't even say the name of the book. They literally just show it. <laughs> it's on screen. Like, <laughs> of Mice and Men, they actually made a literary reference, but, you know, all the other times we've heard it, they've at least said the name of the book. This one, they're just like, fuck it, man. Here's the <laughs> yeah. most, pop- most popular pop science book of all time. Just fucking look at it. I gotta say, I, I, was, I was laughing out loud looking at that, like, Windows Media Player visualizer ass clockwork orange setup that Carl was in. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty janky. <laughs> uh, 
God loves you as he loved Jacob. Yep. See, that's interesting. Yeah, you know, so this is sort of the second in a r- episode in a row we've had a reference to the name Jacob, so, you know. I'm going to Google that real quick to make sure it's not ripped right from the Bible. On whatchristianswantanow.com, why did God say <laughs> he loved Jacob and hated Esau? So it it is biblically biblically based. Car- Carl's Carl's strapped in at the day rave. Yeah. By the end, he looks very tired. Carl's just not doing too good. Yeah, he needs to drink more water. I was, I was gonna say, it doesn't look like he's been hydrating. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But they save him, and uh, then you know, pretty pretty cool scene where Juliet fucking marks Danny. Yeah, yeah, that was sweet. That was pretty hardcore. I know you'd come to really like Pickett, but uh, you know, pretty pretty fun short run for him. Yeah, I feel I feel like with Pickett, you know, that's kind of the best end he can hope for. You you got to go out, go out in a blaze. Yeah, and then you know we get the call where they they give Jack the story, and uh, he ends up stitching up Ben, but um, and Kate and Sawyer head off. Uh, back towards the main island. So, anything else uh, from this episode? And now that we've got them sort of back on the main island, it is sort of like you said that like there's actually a seventh episode spent in the bear cages. <laughs> um, <laughs> not, not literally, but uh, where are you uh, where are you feeling about about where Lost is right now? I'm and highly anticipating escaping the bear cage, okay. so to speak. Yeah. Um, what did what did you what did you think of Ben waking up mid surgery? It's oh, like about that, yeah. He 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 could be knocked out, and they still have to give him like fun things to say. It con- convenient that the surgery made him conscious, but not feel pain. Yeah. Oh, there's one other big thing there is that uh, Tom, <laughs> fun little scene where Mister Friendly Tom introduces himself to Jack formally. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, he says they've got a history about Ben and Yeah, and of course, you know, we had confirmed there what Juliet wants, which is to leave. Yeah. So yeah, uh, I like this episode. Uh, I understand why you might feel a little bit let down, but I, uh, I overall have pretty good, pretty good feelings. About yeah, that has more to do with where we are than uh, the episode in particular, I feel. So next week, uh, we've got episode eight, of season three flashes before your eyes this is a desmond episode and it is a fucking doozy oh man i'm excited to uh have another flashback with my favorite desi broad yeah desi, desi's gonna be scottish he's gonna be cool uh this is a really fucking fun one i don't uh, think yeah i don't think desi I I have a hard time believing any Desi flashback is going to disappoint. You know, yeah, it, it's 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 real fun. So, uh, um, we're Philosophy Podcast. If you like us, let us know. Tell your friends, so on and so forth. Um, and we will speak with you guys next week. Have a good one. Peace.